brush your teeth with Resonance FM. Dental cream, it cleans your breath. What a toothpaste. What a cleans your teeth. Toothpaste cleans your breath. What a toothpaste. What a cleans your teeth. Resonance 104.4 FM. Cleans your breath while it cleans your teeth. And worldwide on the net. ResonanceFM.com. Welcome to a special podcast edition of The Bike Show. My name's Jack Thurston and it is a very wet and wintry February morning here in London. So when I announced that uh, the season was coming to an end and uh, would be coming back not until May, later in the year, there was a chorus of disapproval from the podcast listeners in Podland, very unhappy about this prospect of being without the bike show. Um, I must say I was actually slightly relieved because um, it gives me a break and gives me a chance to pursue other features and um, get things lined up for a really good summer season. But I do understand and that it's all meant in the nicest possible way and so that's why i thought it'd be time for a podcast special edition and what better to do in february in the dark gray month of february than to look forward to better things um, as the year opens out and with me to do that is a uh, man who knows the insides of cycle sport better than anybody i think that i'd care to uh, invite onto the show lionel burney of cycling weekly welcome back to the bike show Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. And uh, you didn't ride in today. You were going to. You were threatening it. I was threatening it, but the uh, the rain came in, and uh, that that was me. Uh, that was me done, really. So let's let's kind of get the big overview of um, the pro racing calendar. Later on in the show, we'll talk a bit about um, amateur racing and sportives and and things like that. But let's let's kind of take the professional calendar it's already begun hasn't it it has it's been underway since the tour down under at the uh, at the end of january um like your listeners who are in uh, you know they're in the dark over the winter without your uh, without your show um the cycling fans are similarly in the dark um and i think uh, everyone was keen for all the racing to get underway again and what's it like for the professionals starting again in january i mean is it a bit soon well, uh, they've been training since uh, the start of December, so um, although the races are earlier than ever before, um, I think they're just keen to get back into the swing of things. It's a very long season, and they won't be all racing through till October. They'll uh, be dipping in and out, so it's it's a lot more seasonal than uh, than it's ever been, really. So the riders that are um, in action at the moment uh, towards the end of February are, are targeting specific goals in the spring and then you'll see the Grand Tour riders come in a little bit later so it, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a melting pot these days. I mean, so the, the calendar kind of works like you've got this um, I guess what I would probably rather dismissively and unfairly perhaps call the warm-up races um, which is um, the, the tour down under the tour of Qatar you told me just now that they're over in Oman at the moment of course the tour of California has moved to later in the year then the kind of the real meat and potatoes of the spring classics um, comes around um, late March, April. Then we have the Grand Tours um, and the kind of the pre-Tour de France races, Tour of Switzerland, Dauphiné Libre. And then uh, after the Tour de France, um, we have the 
third of the Grand Tours, La Vuelta. And then the is it the World Championships comes last or these Criterium races? I don't really understand what the, that. The World is. Championships are held uh, late September these days um, after the Vuelta. Um, this year they're in Melbourne in Australia, so it's a long trip down under for for everybody at the end of the season. And then it winds down a little bit, and cyclocross comes, and we'll be back here again before we know it. <laughs> so what's what's been happening so far? What, I mean, I, I shouldn't dismiss the Tour down under. How was it? Um, well, from what I saw, I wasn't there. A colleague of mine was there and said it was uh, very, very hot, sort of 40 degrees. So not ideal when you're coming from a what's been a pretty cold European winter. Um, but it, commercially, it's, a, it's become a huge event. Um, you know, it's important to the sponsors down there, and uh, it's it's the biggest uh, event on on uh, in Australasia. It's uh, it's huge now, but there is always this sort of nagging feeling from us up here in Europe that it is it's just a warm up, really. It's it's a chance to to get some training miles in the legs at that sort of higher intensity that you wouldn't actually do if you were just training. And how about these Middle Eastern races? I mean, I guess this is the only time in the year that you could conceivably have a bicycle race in the in the Gulf states mm. kind of in, the, in the middle of the winter. Yeah, I mean, they keep talking about having the Tour de France prologue in Qatar in Doha, but I mean, it would be 50 degrees of pushing, you know, I mean, it's insanely hot there in, in the summer. Uh, I went to Qatar a, a few years ago and I was really impressed with the organisation and the standard of the hotels that the press and the, um, the riders were in. But as a race, I mean, you know, it, it's five days in the desert it it you know it's one for the purists really it's quite interesting when the wind blows and and the bunch splits to pieces but i wouldn't uh you know i wouldn't try and win over a sort of tentative cycling fan and show them the tour of qatar as sort of the, the peak of the sport really and was there some good action this year um yeah there was there was a it blew to pieces in the wind um one particular day and a couple of um riders one from holland one from belgium got clear and sewed up the overall um, classification uh, frustrating the sprinters a little bit um, but uh, you know you do have to bear in mind that although they're racing hard you know it's not the you know it's 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 a bit like the warm-up te- tournaments in tennis um, you know it's not Wimbledon well they will be racing hard when the spring classics come around and I think I don't think it's neglected really on the continent but I think for a lot of fans over here these are kind of neglected races I mean I find them you know, very appealing, very compelling racing. It's one day a, ra- a race and it's it's just, it's kind of all or nothing and you can feel that there's no tactics. Oh, I'll go soft today and I'll, you know, edge this little bit and get these few seconds. It's really to win, isn't it? It absolutely is, yeah. A one day race like the Tour of Flanders or Paris-Roubaix, you know, there's, there is nothing else at stake than that particular event you you don't ride those events thinking well i'm just preparing for next week or or what have you it's uh for me as a when i got into cycling the first thing you see you're exposed to is the tour de france um but then when you learn a little bit about those spring classics in belgium and france um it is like discovering a, a a completely separate sport they have a character and style all of their own and and the riders that take part in them are specialists for those particular events as well well let's hear a little bit of the uh the style um of those uh, races as described in a sunday in hell which i believe to be the best film ever made about a cycle race and it's of course about the um, paris roubaix let's hear a, a little clip from that film now
what gives Paris-Roubaix its reputation as the hardest and most fascinating of all classic one-day races is the drama which always accompanies the last part of the course, over the infamous L'Enfer du Nord, the Hell of the North. This hell consists of some primitive narrow country roads with centuries-old cobblestones, Les Pave du Nord, roads no longer used for ordinary civilized traffic, but only for the driving of cattle and for a bicycle race. A truly legendary course. Year after year, this hell is the setting for a veritable Dante's Inferno with incredible tortures and even martyrdom. Sometimes the roadside is transformed into 